Who are we exactly? Well, some of us are Republicans, not me. Some of us are. Some of us are independent. Some of us are libertarians. Some of us are Democrats. Some of us are people who have never voted before in their entire lives. We are a movement. We are a movement the likes of which the world has never seen before. Now, that might be, that might seem like gross exaggeration. What about 1776? Well, yeah, they were a huge movement. But if you think about it, they had a revolution over far less taxes than what we're paying, far less regulation than what we're than what we have to deal with. And they were also fighting about representation. They had none. I argue that we have very, very little. Now they made the ultimate sacrifice. They took up arms. And this movement is literally our last chance to not have to do that ourselves. What we have are the regular people finally having somebody to stand up behind to fight back against over 150 years of a building of a tyranny that will crush us all if we don't stop it. Donald Trump is not a perfect person. But I will tell you that nobody, certainly nobody listening, but I will tell you that nobody, for anything that he has done, Nobody listening has been a victim of anything that he has done. And I would argue that some of the people that are saying that he has, that they are victims, are lying. Just today we found out that this mysterious rape case against Donald Trump from this girl who was 13 years old who said he did all these things raped it. It's a lie. The lawsuit was finally dropped today. Interesting timing. This is clearly someone who is paid. I don't know if Gloria Allred had anything to do with it or not, but whatever. Lawsuit's dropped. It's gone. There is no payout. I question a lot of these victims. It's not something I like to do, but... When you have an entire media that is rigged, with very few exceptions, against one person... You really have to question this. You have to question the sources sometimes. So that's good news. But it's not really a system that's rigged against one person. I mean, it is. It it is rigged against Trump because of what he's trying to do. But what he is trying to do and the support that he has is because we are a movement, and they are against us. 
They have built quite a system, and it's taken them over 100 years to do it, but they have built a system where the government is able to leech off of us more and more and more. Every year, it gets worse. And over the past 20 years, it has reached a fever pitch of them taking everything from us, justifying it with needless wars, putting regulations that only help themselves and their friends, their friends on Wall Street, their friends in energy, their friends in foreign governments. It has been getting worse and worse and worse. And this man, who is not perfect by any means, but this man finally said, I've had enough, and I have the resources to try to do something about it. Nobody thought that he would get this far. Nobody. The best polls, the best pundits, a year ago put him at 3% to get the GOP nomination, much less win the White House. When he started, nobody believed in him, probably except just his family and friends. Nobody. Yet here we are, just a few days away. A few. We won't even be able to say a few in a little bit. This four is not a few, right? Five days now, isn't it? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Okay, so we got a few days still, but not really. We have the momentum. We have the enthusiasm. We have the votes. Finally, the polls, which are also rigged, have made these drastic changes in just the last few days. Why? Why, why does an ABC poll go from uh, Hillary plus 12 to just about even in a matter of days? Was there a change in the country that reflected that? No. They just don't want to look stupid. And it wasn't working. Because a movement doesn't care what the polls say. Historically, they might have, when you have regular Democrat candidate A against regular candidate uh, Republican candidate B. Sure, having the polls, you know, being rigged in a certain way would have an effect to have people stay home or whatever, whatever they're trying to do. But we do not have two regular candidates. We have one candidate, Donald J. Trump, who is literally up against an entire system that is against you, the American people. And the other candidate who embodies and stands to exploit the fruits of that century of work the system has put together to get to where it is today, to exploit us more than has ever happened before. These two candidates could not possibly be more different. There is no way 
that Hillary could appear to be doing as well as she is, and she's not. But there is no way that that appearance could even convince most of the people, which it has, that she is somehow still in the lead, that she is somehow still, I don't even know what, I'll just guess that 538 has her at least at 65 or 70% to win. Whatever it is, doesn't matter. There is no way that that appearance could even be put on if the media was not so firmly in her pocket. Now that's downright dirty. But to her credit, she hired the best in the business for persuasion. She hired Cialdini and other cognitive scientists, and they have done a very good job. What I have seen over the past couple weeks, however, or maybe the past week, I think they bailed on her. Or at least I think Godzilla, Cialdini, bailed on her. Because I am not seeing very much that's very persuasive lately. Why would they bail on her right now at the most critical time for her? Because these are smart people. And as much as they may dislike Donald Trump and as much as they may lean very left, they are reading between the lines of what's been going on with this new FD, this, this, well, it's not exactly a new FBI investigation, but the announcement is certainly new, and the announcement is certainly newsworthy. They see what's going on, and so do I. I know exactly what's on Anthony Weiner's laptop. Everything. Everything is on there. You see, the the email, the, the private email server is definitely a big deal. And she definitely broke national security protocols, all of them, literally all of them. She definitely committed many, many felonies with it. But that is not the real story. Those, well, they're certainly real crimes. They are not the most heinous. It's all about the Clinton Foundation. We now know that the FBI has been investigating the Clinton Foundation for well over a year. I suspect they've got a lot of nasty information about it. I also suspect that they did not have the smoking gun. Because the Clintons are very smart. They've been playing a game of bribery, collusion pay-to-play, favors, you name it. They're the best in the business. And they have been able to cover that up very, very well. There's a difference between Hillary and Bill, though. Now, for a long time, Bill was in charge. He was uh, the attorney general. I believe he was the AG of Arkansas. He was the governor of Arkansas. He was the president. He was in charge of this Clinton nightmare, this Clinton fraud, this Clinton crime scheme for a very long time. After he was president, he passed the reins on to Hillary. 
Now she was in charge. Now it was her term. Her turn. Now it didn't work out so well for her the first time because, quite frankly, Obama is way more interesting, way more persuasive, a way better speaker, and way higher up on the uh, on the intersectional ladder than she is. So he won, and rightly so. He did a better job. So the master plan had to sit on hold for eight years. During her waiting period, she made good use of her time. Well, good use as in getting filthy rich by selling out our government to the Clinton Foundation. Now, the FBI has been looking at this. Uh, By the way, if you guys don't know, you, you probably do. You guys are smart. The reason why the FBI said, oh, hold on a second, we better really take a look at this Clinton Foundation, because the, the IRS sure as hell wasn't, and they still aren't, I wonder why, it was because of the Clinton Cash movie. Some agents saw the movie and said, hey, this guy is saying some, <laughs> he's saying some pretty fucking far out shit about the Clinton Foundation, and he's got some sources. Let's look into it, and look into it, they did. And I'm sure they found out a lot more than what Peter put together for the Clinton Cash movie. But like I said, they didn't have the smoking gun. They didn't have direct communication between between the Clintons and other people who they were conspiring with to do things like sell out our uranium to Russia or use Haiti as a way to get rich and get their friends rich, despite the fact that people were suffering from a national... Uh, natural uh, disaster, and all the other things. You know, watch the Clinton Cash movie. It's the best thing that's been put together in a cohesive, digestible manner about uh, about the Clinton Foundation. Watch it if you haven't already. But they didn't have the smoking gun. They do now. They have everything. You see, Hillary did a very good job of getting everyone she knew who was implicated in this crime scheme to delete all of the really nasty emails. They forgot a couple. They forgot like, you know, probably, I I think just three that were actually top secret. They forgot a couple hundred that were classified. So maybe they didn't do that good of a job, but they did a good enough job. The real nasty stuff, the real dirt, anything that was really, really tied to the Clinton Foundation disappeared. But the one thing that she didn't know about was that Anthony Weiner, the fucking pervert, set up an auto-sync feature for all of the email accounts, for all of the servers, for everything. Because he is a weasel. And he knows that he is up to no good with this shit. And honestly, I don't know if he's, I I don't know if he's a kid, if he's a kid toucher or not. I know he'd like to. I know he gets off on doing it on his, on his phone. 
maybe where that's where it stands and maybe that's where it starts and ends still complete pervert i don't know if he's actually touched any little girls i'll give him the benefit of the doubt why not but sending lewd pictures over the internet to a 15 year old girl is something that the fbi is going to get into and he knows he's into the shit because he does it and that auto sync to a corrupt crime family, he knew that he could always use that as a get out of, as a get out of jail free card just in case. And just in case has finally come. Everything is on his laptop. Those thirty three thousand emails that were deleted and so many more that nobody knew even ever existed. Everything is there. People are, some people are confused about Comey's behavior. Over the summer, when the investigation of the Clinton email server was concluded, he went on national television and laid out an entire, I mean, I couldn't believe it when I was watching it. I mean, anyone who was watching that live said to themselves, this is it. He is explaining to everybody in explicit detail about all of these crimes that Hillary Clinton committed with this private email server. He was laying them out. It was like an opening statement to a, it was a prima facie for a prosecutor. He was doing it. He was doing it for him. You've never seen this before. Everyone thought, okay, well, he's obviously going to recommend a prosecution. He's, he's going to recommend that the, the Department of Justice proceed, but he didn't. He laid it all out and then said, I'm not going to recommend. And everyone lost their mind. Everybody. I couldn't understand it myself at the time. But I understand it now. It's hard for most people to resolve how could this guy, who just totally helped the Clintons in the biggest way possible over the summer, now do something that seems to totally screw them? It doesn't make any sense. It makes perfect sense to me. Because what he was doing over the summer was he saw all this, and he had a Justice Department that he knew wasn't going to do anything or was just going to make the most half-assed attempt at making themselves just to, just to do enough to seem credible but not actually get her in any trouble. So he said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell the American people everything that we have found. I'm going to tell them all the crimes that she has committed. I'm going to lay it all out in plain language. And then I'm going to recommend not to prosecute because, number one, I know nothing will come of it. And number two, I'm, going, I'm just going to let them decide. I'm going to tell the people what she has done. And then I am going to step out of the way from a legal perspective. 
American people, here is what she has done. I will not decide. I will leave that up to you. That's what he did. And so it sat. And then suddenly, during the investigation of pervert Anthony Weiner, they found 650-something thousand emails. Among those emails are those 33,000 and many, many more, brand new. They have her dead to rights. They have so much on her that she probably can't escape. Unless, well, if Trump gets elected, she cannot escape, period. If Hillary gets elected, who knows? She's the best in the business. Who knows what she's going to be able to do? Listen, this she's not stupid. She knows that when you're running a crime organization, you can't just be the only one getting all the all the fruits of the corruption. You got to have a lot of people who are who are raking it in big time. And she does. Now, the people all over the world who are profiting from this crime organization, the FBI can't really do anything about them. But it doesn't end there. There are people in lots of high places in our government, in the Department of Justice, in the CIA, in the State Department, most likely in the White House right now, who have gotten paid big from this. Now, if she wins, yeah, she could probably get away with it. She'll put all the people who have been, I mean, who's going to be the first people that she gives all the power to? Of course, all the people who are implicated. So if she covers all her bases, she should be okay if she gets elected. Comey knows this. He had to say something. Now, they haven't gone through everything at this point. That would be impossible. But they've gone through enough. They've seen enough. And Comey had to do something. And what he did was he did, hopefully enough, to let the people know. And now there are agents talking. I assume we will hear more. I was a little bit surprised, to be honest with you, that we didn't see a little bit of something today. But he said enough. He said, hey, we found something. We found some serious shit, and I have to let you know. What Comey is doing is he is warning us. He is warning us that the FBI has everything. The pervert's laptop has everything. And this is one way or another. Whether or not she gets off depends on whether or not she gets elected. But he's warning us that if she gets elected, he is going to try to bring the house down on her because what they have is so egregious, is so far beyond what anything they found with the private email server is. The private, the private email server, that's the little story. The real story is the Clinton Foundation and the Clinton Global Initiative. This is where the real crime has happened.
And it goes beyond that. Yeah, that's that's nasty stuff. Selling out the country to personally profit. I mean, they left the White House, right? According to Hillary, they were broke and in debt. At this, I take her at her word. And now suddenly, they are multi-millionaires, multi-millionaires over 100 times over. What product did they sell? What did they make? What did they do to suddenly become multimillionaires over a hundred times over? Listen, we have a long history of presidents, you know, making speeches after they uh, after their tenure is over as as president. They get twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars for a speech. They don't get a lot. I mean, that is a lot. Listen, it's great work if you can get it. But Bill Clinton started smashing those records. Even inflation adjust, adjusted. You know, Carter, Reagan, the Bushes. They were getting 50K tops, tops for a speech. Now you get Clinton coming in, getting half a million dollars for a speech. He's a handsome guy, but he's not that handsome. Why is he getting all this money for 20, 30-minute speeches? Basically a formality. It's because she sold out her na our, our national security. She sold out our country to make profit herself personally. And Bill, of course. They're not married. They're a team. They're crime bosses. Hillary, I'm sorry, Chelsea, is not even Bill's daughter. It's a farce. What else have they found? Here's what I think. I think that the Clintons are pedophiles. This is a rumor that's been going on a long time about Bill Clinton. Not so much Hillary. But I think he's a kid toucher. And one of his best friends, Epstein, is, I don't know, I don't know what his deal is. He's in jail in some regard. I mean, it's a, he got a cush deal. But he was convicted. Guys, a pet, no, no one will argue with that, that Jeffrey Epstein is a, hardcore pedophile and set up a whole fucking private eye. He literally owns an island expressly for the purpose of raping children. And Bill Clinton has been to this island dozens of times. Somehow, I mean, they don't call him Slick Willie for nothing. He, it's hard to ditch the Secret Service. He was able to ditch the Secret Service several times to go out on this island to rape children. This is on pervert Anthony Weiner's laptop in some regard. I believe that. I believe Comey has seen that. And I believe the Clinton uh, that and I believe that Hillary Clinton likes to touch little girls too. They are freaks. Water seeks its own level. There's it, there's no coincidence. 
that Anthony Weiner got married to Huma Abedin. Another sham marriage. The only real relationship is between Hillary and Huma. God knows what they're up to. You can imagine. You can imagine what goes on between those two. That's okay. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's all the other shit. Comey is trying to warn us. He sees all of this, and he said, oh, shit. He thought he was doing the right thing the first time around, and we'll see how it turns out. Maybe he did. That's up to us at this point. If she wins, he will try to bring the house down and he will... He'll probably die because of it. But if Donald Trump wins, the Clintons are going down in spectacular fashion. Now... It seems pretty close. I really don't think it is, by the way. I really don't think it's it's as close as people would like like you to believe. But what he the reason he was warning us is because this will create such a crisis for the country that he had to warn us. He had to say, "Hey, we're reopening this because we found shit on these computers and other FBI agents have reached out to journalists and have stated the case as well. I should probably find, hey guys, can somebody find, um, I should have pulled this uh, to start. Can somebody find and link to me in the chat the uh, report that Brett Baer did on Fox News about what, you know, with the uh, FBI agents that, that are his sources. Can somebody find that for me, please? Just the straight YouTube link. Don't Don't give me any fucking weird right-wing wacko blogs just a, a direct link to the uh to the youtube please if you could find that that would be really really be um very helpful thank you i'll play that so now you have fbi agents that are singing you know anonymously but bear's a good journalist i trust him and what comey is warning us about Listen, they're going down for the Clinton Foundation and they're going down for the for the new private email service stuff. That's that's enough to land them in jail, probably for the rest of their lives. I mean, really. How much longer does Bill have? Look at him. He's basically a fucking extra for walking dead at this point. He looks terrible. And I don't think Hillary's healthy either. Thank you, Holly. That's not really what he's worried about. He's worried about the pedophilia. This would be just such a crushing blow psychologically to so many people because you know what? There are good people who believe in Hillary Clinton. They have been hypnotized by our cognitive scientists, but they are, are there really are decent people who are on the left who really do think that Donald Trump is the second coming of Hitler, and they really do believe that uh, Hillary is a, some sort of savior. They're not bad people. He's worried about them. Comey is very, 
worried about those people, about what is going to happen to them when they find out about this. And he had to do everything he could to warn them, hey, people, something fucked up is going on. This was the best way that he could do that. Let me play this report for you, because uh, I'm sure at least some of you haven't uh, haven't heard this. All right, thank you very much, Holly. And Blake, I see you posted it too. All right, let's hope this plays. Oh, no, I don't know. I can't do the 40-minute thing, unless it's right at the top. Edition of Special Report starts right now. Good evening. Welcome to Washington. I'm Brett Baer. We are learning plenty tonight about the FBI's decision to turn the presidential election upside down by reigniting the Clinton email investigation. We begin our coverage tonight with Chief Intelligence Correspondent Catherine Herridge and new details about what led to Friday's blockbuster announcement. Good evening, Catherine. Well, thank you, Brett. A government source confirms that the metadata on Anthony Weiner's computer turned up positive hits for state.gov accounts as well as Clinton's emails, adding the numbers are, quote, astonishing with the Wall Street Journal reporting tonight 650,000 emails are in play, and that's what led the FBI director to reboot the email case. After a subpoena was issued in late September, Fox News was told FBI investigators began combing through Anthony Weiner's computer in the separate sexting investigation, allegations he has denied. As they sifted through the records, investigators found emails from Clinton aide Huma Abedin, Weiner's estranged wife, who had access to the laptop. The FBI team then got new authorization to do a deeper dive on the metadata, and that was when the hits allegedly linked to Clinton were uncovered. The Republican chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, who was noted notified by the FBI, spoke with Chris Wallace of Fox News Sunday. To me, Chris, this has to be a substantial development. I just don't see uh, Director Comey opening this case back up 11 days before the election unless it is quite serious. Abedin told the FBI in April that she sent State Department emails, including this one from Clinton, to her personal Yahoo account, where it was easier to print than the clumsy State Department system. In June, Abedin swore under oath in a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit that she never deleted her emails, and she searched through all all her devices for government records, but that sworn declaration is now in question. The ranking Democrat on the House Intelligence Committee told ABC News Comey acted outside his lane. I think this was a terrible uh, error in judgment by the director to uh, release this kind of ambiguous letter. These may be pertinent, they may be significant, they may not be significant, they may not be pertinent. That kind of an ambiguity bomb this close to election was a terrible lapse in judgment. In January, Fox News first reported the FBI was investigating the Clinton Foundation and pay-to-play allegations against Secretary Clinton. A former FBI executive told CNN those cases were not shut down despite efforts by the Obama Justice Department. Fox News is told the director's decision was driven by two factors, the sheer volume of emails and the commitment he made under oath. Would you reopen the Clinton investigation if you discovered new information uh, that was both relevant and substantial? It's hard for me to answer. In the abstract, we would certainly look at any new and substantial information. And there is new evidence tonight that FBI Director Comey and his deputy, Andrew McCabe, knew about the laptop and emails before the notification letter to Congress Friday. McCabe is already under scrutiny because his wife was personally recruited by the Virginia governor, a longtime Clinton ally, then receiving $675,000 for her Virginia Senate race. The FBI has denied any conflict of interest, Brett. 
Catherine, thank you. Let's get reaction to the latest developments from South Carolina Republican Congressman Trey Gowdy, who was chairman of the House Select Committee on Benghazi that led to the revelation of Hillary Clinton's private email server. He's in Greenville, South Carolina tonight. Congressman, thanks for being here. Yes, sir. Thank you. I, I want to start with this uh, quote from the Washington Post talking about Uma Abedin and what she has told friends. It says, quote, top Hillary Clinton aide Uma Abedin has told people she is unsure how her emails could have ended up on a device she viewed as her husband's computer, the seizure of which has reignited the Clinton email investigation, according to a person familiar with the investigation and civil litigation over the matter. We're the reason is because Anthony Weiner wanted a life jacket. Talking, according to the Wall Street Journal and others, some 650,000 emails, Congressman. Yeah, I mean, if she doesn't know how they got on the computer, there aren't that many ways it can happen, Uma. You could have used the computer. Somebody could have forwarded it to your email account. I, I, I don't think that's what the Bureau is investigating, how they got there. I think the Bureau is investigating the nature of the emails. And, and Uma had a chance to turn over all of her devices when she was supposed to, and she chose not to do so. So... Uh, so here we are. Now, what do you think about this? Here's John Podesta today in one of the Sunday shows talking about this whole thing. It was long on innuendo, short on facts. So we're calling on Mr. Comey to come forward and explain what's at issue here. You know, so far, there's no charge of wrongdoing. There's no charge even that Hillary uh, and the reporting that backs it up coming from anonymous law enforcement sources. Congressman? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna break in here because uh, you you get the gist. The, the agents are singing now. There's there's been a, a revolt in the FBI over what Comey did initially, and uh, with all this new stuff they found, they had to they had to say something. They had to do something, and so he did. Uh, quick note on Podesta. I predicted earlier this week that he would be fired or resign today. I was wrong. I do still think that it was the plan to fire him today. However, as some of you may know, late yesterday, uh, late Thursday, there were all these, uh, and listen, I, I don't know, I, listen, I don't know if any of this is true. It's certainly highly entertaining. All this stuff, started to come out like that there is that there are definitely some weird things going on in Podesta's emails he's definitely talking in code about something now I don't know about these weird occult things where they mix blood and semen and uh and piss and whatever they do and make these things and drink blood and got in sex orgy I, I I whatever I don't know I don't know if that's what he's talking about he's certainly something talking about that in in code and there have been some very interesting articles written about how it's some sort of weird Satan or sex cult or, or whatever. Now, here's the thing. If they were planning on firing Podesta on Friday and all of this weird Satan worshiping stuff comes out on Thursday, well, now they can't fire him because if they do, then they're kind of giving credence to all this shit that came out. They're kind of saying, yeah, that's true. He's a Satan worshiper. Get us away from him. And I don't know. It's probably not true. Whatever. It's entertaining as hell. That's for sure. But they couldn't fire him because then they're basically saying, yeah, all this stuff is true. So <laughs> the funny thing is, is that 
Podesta had a stay of execution thanks to Satan, as far as I'm concerned. How could you not love this election? <laughs> there is no better entertainment. There really isn't. Anyway, like I said, Comey tried to warn us the first time in a not great way. I don't agree with what he did, but he was saying, hey, listen, American people, you decide. Here's all the shit that she did. I'm going to lay it all out there, and I'm going to step aside from a legal perspective. You decide. And that's probably because he knew that they couldn't do anything. The DOJ wouldn't touch it. I think he thought he was doing the best he could at the time. I don't know if it was the right course of action. It Well, it certainly wasn't, actually. Now, they have everything. Everything is on Wiener's laptop, and he is saying to everybody, look out, because the shit's going to hit the fan real soon. Real soon being... Not today, not Monday, but, you know, probably a few months after the election is over. And at that point, somebody new will be the president. Trump is going to win this election. Mark my words, he's going to win and he is going to win big. These polls are cooked. He is going to win Florida. He is going to win Pennsylvania, and he is going to win Michigan. We have a landslide incoming. Comey's warning was enough, I believe, not to get Hillary supporters to, to switch to Trump, maybe a few. And that wasn't the intention. It's enough where her enthusiasm is so low those people who are out there who are saying, you know, when they pick up the phone for a poll, who are saying, yeah, I'll vote for Hillary. You know, a lot of them to begin with, if they if something better to do came up, they would just do that and not vote on that day. Some of them would vote. Some of them wouldn't. Something interesting or important came up in their lives. They would just do that. That's how low her enthusiasm is. Because nobody likes her. Very few people. Now with this, he has planted that seed in their heads. And they may not even be conscious of it. And people are saying to themselves, subconsciously probably, mm, I don't want to be involved with this. Because honestly, if you vote for her, you are. In their minds, subconsciously, they are an accomplice. And in the minds of everybody else, of a lot of other people, not subconsciously, but very consciously, yeah, you are an accomplice. If you vote for Hillary, with all of this information out there that we already had, and now with this one, yeah, you're a full-blown accomplice. It's not going to be pretty. Win or lose, she, I mean... It'll be a lot worse if she wins. I don't. I really don't think she's going to win. I really don't think it's going to be close. I really think we have a Trump landslide in coming. But don't take my word for it. You may have seen recently 
that I've been posting an awful lot of stuff about Jill Stein. And I certainly owe it to you guys who actually listen to this show and ask me to do shows, even when I've been doing them less recently. I definitely owe it to you to explain what I've been doing. I live in New York. As much as I think that Trump is going to kill it, Trump is not winning New York. It's just not happening. So I look at this situation, and you know I've been out there for a long time banging this drum. There are no other people that I can convince, at least in New York, where Honestly, it doesn't really matter. It really doesn't. The system we have is so fucking stupid, but it really doesn't matter. New York is a lock. Full stop. It's a lock for Hillary. So, you know, getting people that I know around, you know, I, I think I've done just about all I can do doing the, doing the way I've been doing it. I have all of these friends in New York, and let me tell you, they're all going to vote for Hillary or not vote. And I decided that the right thing for me to do was to start a mission of mercy. And by that I mean the people who I see, my friends, in real life, every day, that I want to save them. Because I truly believe that some of these some of these things that are going to come out from the FBI over time, some of these crimes that go well beyond just simple government, well, that go beyond very complex government corruption, which would upset people, but only to a degree, I think there's a lot more there. And I think it's all coming out, and I think it's going to be real fucking ugly, and I think that my friends in real life are going to have some real problems with themselves psychologically if they vote for this woman. So I decided I am going to start a mission of mercy. And I cannot, I could not do that credibly them knowing what I've been doing for the last several months on Facebook with all this pro Donald Trump stuff, I have no credibility to go to them and try them to not vote for Hillary. They wouldn't listen because they're all hypnotized into thinking that Trump is a monster. It wouldn't work. I had to think outside the box. I had to do something different. Now, I've been, now the likely thing for me to do is just vote libertarian. I'm a registered libertarian since 1998. I voted for Gary Johnson uh, last election. So, you know, that seems like the logical choice, right? But the problem with that is, number one, Gary Johnson has, been, has done a terrible job as a candidate this year. Listen, he's always kind of been, he's kind of been odd. He was a good governor, though. Seemed like a pretty straight shooter when he was a governor. He did a good job. But, um, 
you know, and four years ago, nobody paid that much attention to him, and he didn't really make any mistakes. This year, people are paying a lot of attention to him because there is a segment of the population that refuses to vote for Clinton and refuses to vote for Trump. So naturally, this big chunk of people is looking for someone, so they're looking into third parties. And without question, the Libertarian is the largest third party in America. So naturally, they're going to look at the Libertarians first. And they look at Gary Johnson. And he got a lot more interviews. He got a lot more press. And he started going and giving interviews while he was high as fuck. I'm watching these interviews. I see it. He's stoned. He's making mistakes. He's not doing his homework. He doesn't know where Aleppo is. All this stuff is rookie mistakes. So now my go-to my, my go-to guy has no credibility, and it's his own fault. What did that leave me with? It left me with Jill Stein, who people are paying some attention to, but just not enough to look at the crazy stuff. They're looking at a little bit, but it's not getting significant press, right? She's in the 3%, 4% area, right? But she's very liberal. And she's super anti-war. And she certainly knows where Aleppo is. So what I did, because I am on a mission of mercy and I need to clear civilians off the battlefield, I truly believe, it doesn't matter if you believe what I'm, that I, that, that, you know, these that people who vote for Hillary are going to be psychologically damaged when all this stuff comes out. It doesn't matter if you believe it. I believe it which means I have a moral duty to clear them off the battlefield. I have to do everything that I can to get my friends out of this, this, this torrent of psychological damage that is going to come for them if they vote for Hillary and then they see all of this fucking vile shit that comes out. So I needed to do everything I could to get as much credibility as I could. So what did I do? I signed up to be an, I am officially a volunteer for the Jill Stein campaign. For real. And I've got the proof if you want to see it. I print out information packets on Jill Stein and carry them with me. When I see my friends, I give them to them. And I explained to them, completely telling the truth, that I am a Jill, uh, that I am a Jill Stein supporter. That yes, I post online about Donald Trump because I think it's fun, which is maybe a half truth. I believe in him much, much as you guys know, much more strongly than that. And I desperately want him to be the next president. But at the end of the day, I know my vote does not count in New York because of our stupid electoral system. And I have been successful clearing them off the battlefield. I am doing it one at a time. I felt you guys were owed that explanation. I have sacrificed my vote because I would very, very much like to walk into that booth and vote for Donald Trump. But you know what? That would be extremely selfish. 
Because by going into that, and I have promised people, I have made them a promise, which this gives me more credibility. I have given them my word that I will go into the election booth and I will videotape myself casting my vote for Jill Stein. This gives me, between that, being a volunteer, and everything else, gives me full credibility. And that helps me move them off the battlefield. That said, there is more that we can do, and there's more that I can do. Over the next several days, I hope you will join me. Because in addition to this clearing the battlefield to help my friends avoid psychological devastation, my friends in New York, I will continue to do that. Those are in-person um, interactions for the most part. But there is other work to do. And the focus needs to be on Pennsylvania. If here's, here's the math, folks. If Trump wins Florida and Pennsylvania, he wins. It's a stupid system, but that's how the math plays out. Florida plus Pennsylvania equals President Donald J. Trump. It's as simple as that. I hope you will join me in going through your contacts and seeing if you know people you might not remember now, but just flip through your contacts. See if you can find some people. You forgot about them. Holy shit, they're in Pennsylvania now. Look them up. You know, uh, there must be a way on Facebook to look uh, to look up where people are, who, who are your friends. Find some people in Pennsylvania and Florida and get them on the Trump train. Or if they're super liberals, that's okay. Get them off the Hillary train. Listen, as a matter of fact, guys, it's probably not a great strategy to get them off the Trump train onto the Hillary train. I, th I mean, the, the other way around. It's probably, it's probably just not feasible. As much as you love Donald Trump, you have to understand, you have to know that it's really, really hard to make that switch from Hillary to Trump. It may be much easier to just harp on a couple of things. Number one, the fact that the shit is going to hit the fan. You can use some of the material from the show to help you do that. Another thing is to ask them is ask them if they are aware that Hillary Clinton paid people to incite violence at Trump rallies. It's likely that they don't know about that. You can show them the Project Veritas videos. I'll link to that in the description. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, James O'Keefe, Project Veritas, he absolutely proved that the DNC, that that the Democrats and their super PACs, and almost certainly this was all orchestrated and approved and paid for by Clint by Hillary Clinton herself, was paying people to infiltrate Trump rallies and cause violence. The violence happened. We know that. O'Keefe, I believe laid an extremely persuasive case out that this was orchestrated and paid for by Hillary. Use that. You don't have to flip them to Trump. You just have to get them to stay home or tell them a little about Jill Stein. Look up, listen, 
go on her website, you'll be able to find a few things you like about her. Listen, when I talk to people about Jill Stein, I tell her about the anti-war stuff, okay? Then I'm being completely intellectually honest. She is a great anti-war spokesperson. She's attractive. She's smart. Find some things. It doesn't matter if they vote for They just have to not vote for Hillary. Just between the FBI shitstorm that's coming and the Project Veritas proof that she was paying to inside violence at Trump rallies and a little, a little sprinkle of Jill Stein, that should be enough. Please just go through your contacts, Florida and Pennsylvania. Those are, that's it. Those are the only two states. Those are the only two states that matter. Will you please join me in finding some people? We are really, really close. Let's make America great again.